Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence, a subpar host of the show. Appreciate everybody joining us this morning. Uh, we have U.S. Senator Bob Casey on the line, so we're going to be introducing him. I want to set the scene just a tiny bit today. Uh, if you have a question for Senator Casey, you can text us at 70236, and you can uh, email us at onthemarketwkok.com. So uh, on to the senator. Good morning, sir. Thanks for joining us on WKOK's On the Mark this morning. Mark, great to be with you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. So thank you so much. Let's start out with your personal experience uh, last week during the violent pro-Trump insurrection at the Capitol. Well, Mark, it was a terrible day for the country when you have um, a group of domestic terrorists who are, uh, as we now know, just days later, we didn't know this even a few days after the event, uh, hitting police officers over the head beating them with, you know, the the pole holding an American flag. And uh, now there's testimony from police officers just this morning about uh, them trying to get a police officer's gun and saying, let's shoot him with his own gun. Uh, An allegation against a guy from Pennsylvania, Delaware County, throwing a a fire extinguisher that hit the police officers in the head. Uh, As we know, one police officer was killed and uh, and other, several other individuals killed, and God only knows how many injured. So when you see that happen, uh, there has to be accountability, and um, that's that, that's just the that, that's just the reality. I just happened to be in the chamber, uh, like most other senators, when um, when this unfolded. There always is a question of culpability here. How can you characterize who's most culpable for what happened last week? Well, first of all, the president began to tell a lie. Um, he actually started the lie before the election. He basically told the American people over and over again, if I lose, uh, it, it was stolen. Uh, he knew that was a lie when he, when he said that. And then when the election results came in, that uh, he, with that that lie as a predicate, that falsehood, deliberate falsehoods over and over again to the American people, then he he just perpetuated that lie. Then he had a lot of Republican politicians in Congress that were perpetuating the lie, and I think those members of Congress should be censured at a minimum. Whether they should be expelled or not is another question, but they should at a minimum should be censured for perpetuating a lie that would lead to the overthrow uh, of an American election based upon a lie. There's not a shred of truth to the president's lie. Joe Biden uh, won the election fairly and lawfully, and uh, that's why I think this impeachment process has to go forward. We have no choice in the Senate. 
once articles of impeachment arrive in the Senate, we have to have a trial. That's what the Constitution provides. There's no, we can't avoid our responsibility and say, let's just not do it. What about uh, U.S. House members, including some from around here, who voted no on Pennsylvania's slate of electors? Are they complicit also? They're certainly complicit in the overthrow or the attempted overthrow of an election. Um, they're, they're, uh, that, when you, if you supported an objection to the, certifica- the, the final, the final uh, step in the process, of certifying the electoral votes after the, the the actual votes were certified, the only thing, the only thing Congress was doing was ministerial. Joe, um, uh, Mike Mike Pence and Nancy Pelosi had zero power to change that. Zero. It didn't matter what they said. If, if one of them stood up and, and said something contrary to the, the the electoral votes, it would be of no consequence. So to 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 incite people to come to the Capitol and commit acts of violence to say over and over again, hang Mike Pence, a conservative Republican, a governing partner of the president, all of it based upon a lie, um, is a crime of some kind. It's either a criminal violation uh, or it's a constitutional crime. And in this case, maybe the constitutional crime is worse than a, than a criminal violation. So if you're a member of Congress and you, per- if you participated in that lie, and you voted to support the objection. I mean, I'm pissed off at them because they voted against Pennsylvania. But, but, but whether I'm pissed off or not doesn't matter. They, they voted against the voters of Pennsylvania. Because you can't tell people a lie and then say, but my election to Congress was okay. My election to Congress was, was lawful, but the presidential election was not. So that was a that was a that was a double lie they told over and over again, and they should be censured. They want us to forget about it, but we're not going to forget about it. Why impeach? I think small, and I think well, what's the point? The president's going to be out of office anyway. Explain. Uh, you, you did say one sentence earlier that the trial has to proceed, so that's one reason. But wh- why go through all of uh, that? What, how important is a conviction in the Senate? Well, because it's it's important to, to send the message to any future uh, tyrant or would be tyrant or autocrat. <clears throat> that's what that's how the president's tried to govern. He he admires those rulers around the world that crush dissent and knock people over the head and violate human rights. He seemed to he seemed to want to do that here, but the Constitution on most days uh, did prevent him from doing that. But if you don't send that message, look. The last thing, the last thing I want to do is, is to spend uh, uh, the next couple of days or the next two or three weeks, whatever it takes, to be talking about Donald Trump and talking about what happened in the past. No one wants to do this. Do you think we really want to do this? I want to get. I want to move on and close that chapter and work on the the challenges that people of Pennsylvania face. We have a terrible virus that is still raging. We've got a vaccine, thank God, but we got a hell of a long way to go, month after month of suffering that we've got to deal with, and we've got to provide relief to the American people, either directly in terms of what Joe Biden all in last night, another $1,400 on top of 600 but schools need a lot of help like Joe Biden all in. That's what I want to talk about. But we're not, we, we can't just pretend this didn't happen. And um, that, that's, that, that's the reality. We are here because of Donald Trump 
and his supporters, people genuflecting, politicians genuflecting to him instead of uh, choosing the Constitution. And the choice is clear. There's no third option. You either support the Constitution or you support a, uh, a tyrant, a dictator. Uh, good morning, Senator. <clears throat> My name's John Shipman, and I'm here with uh, in the studio with Mark. Um, Politics aside, I'd like to ask you a question. Um, I, I wholeheartedly support your con con condemning of the violence at the Capitol. However, uh, we've had violence in the country uh, all year long, and uh, I was on your website and on the Internet for a considerable period of time uh, last evening, and uh, I can't find one time that you condemned violence in the country generally. And my personal opinion is violence is never acceptable, no matter who it is and no matter what your cause is. And I'd like to, you to address that. How, how do you look at violence? Do you feel that some violence is justified, or are you against all violence? Uh, could you uh, uh, sort of clarify that for us, please? No, violence is never justified. <clears throat> I've, I've said that uh, over the course of my time as a public official. Um, and I think that's that's uh, one thing that most public officials agree on in both parties. Um, but w when you when you tell a lie over and over again, and you're a member of Congress who is perpetuating the lie uh, the, about the election, um, th this this is one of the results of that. You those people who stormed the Capitol. I don't I don't know how many um, believed a lie 100%, but it seems like a lot of them did. And a lot of them were saying, I, we were sent here by the President of the United States uh, to do this. And it was it was unlawful, it was against our Constitution. And for, for all those um, uh, for all those uh, uh, domestic terrorists and their enablers in Congress who say they support law enforcement, what a, what a joke that is. They don't support law enforcement, they don't support uh, the Constitution, they support the lie, and they support one man, and that is ju that's just that, I think that's just as clear as day. And there has to be a consequence for that. This isn't a dispute over policy or a different point of view about a bill or a, a legislative initiative. This is a question of whether or not you support the Constitution. And they, they failed in that, and there should be a consequence for that. Why is Mitch McConnell supporting or is leaning towards the impeachment? What's, what's the maneuver there? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't pretend <laughs> to know what... <laughs> you can't read his mind. Them. Okay. I, I do think that Mitch McConnell finally seemed to tire of Donald Trump. I think he probably... My guess is, and I don't know this for sure, it's just a guess, but he probably blames him for losing the the Senate majority, and, and probably also, um, you know, after after being in a building that was being stormed. I mean, those people weren't coming in to have a discussion about the election. They were coming in to uh, overturn the election, to literally get the electoral uh, uh, college, get those certifications, and uh, destroy them, uh, most likely. But they were definitely there to find members of Congress and either kill members of Congress or injure them or uh, take them as, as hostages. That's why, you know, you saw the zip ties and you saw people in full military gear. 
you usually don't you usually don't show up for a political discussion or debate with um, full military gear and zip ties and lots of weapons. Um, and uh, the more we learn about this attack, the the more we realize um, how directly uh, it was inspired by what the president said. I mean, the president said, among other things, he said is fight like hell, and if you don't fight like hell, you're not going to have a country anymore. This, uh, that's his words, uh, like an apocalyptic, if you don't do this, we're not going to have the country that we say we we have right now. So th- this is what happens when you, you tell tens of millions of Americans over and over again uh, a lie, and um, we're, now the American people are paying the price for it. Well, thank you so much for your time. Any additional closing remark, anything else you want to add? No, no, I think the most important thing going forward after this this chapter is uh, is over, and I hope it's over in days, not weeks. Look, we have a lot of work to do. We, we've got to make sure that uh, people in Pennsylvania get more help to deal with this virus. Uh, we're, we still are at record death numbers on, the, on a daily basis in the country, and it's a little better. It's a little bit of leveling off at the state, but we've got a long way to go. And we've got a lot of people who lost their jobs and lost their small businesses. And and we've got to make sure that we support, uh, in my judgment, we should support what, what uh, President-elect Biden talked about last night, a robust plan, not something that's nibbling around the edges. We've got to help people who, are, who don't have enough to eat. We've got to help people that are out of work. We've got to help uh, state and local governments plug holes in their budget so they don't have to lay people off, because uh, a lot of the job loss would come with uh, state state budgets and, and local budgets being slashed because uh, politicians in Washington didn't want to help state and local government. So we have a long way to go. And then on top of that, we also, I think, need a, a new uh, economic plan to get the, the economy out of the ditch because our economy is in pretty bad shape right now. So we have a lot of work to do, and we've got we've to do that um, uh, together. So I think there can be unity. Uh, on the on the public policy issues that and the the challenges facing the country. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Very much appreciated. Uh, enjoy next week. I know you've had some hopeful messages too as we look forward to the inauguration. So thank you so much for checking in today. Thanks very much. Appreciate you calling. Do that. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, U.S. Uh, Senator Bob Casey, of course, a Democrat, uh, was in Washington, D.C., as the House and Senate were during the violence last week, and uh, we'll be back in Washington uh, next week for the inauguration and the uh, trial and then the beginning of uh, work on uh, Joe Biden's agenda. We are going to reflect on the con- or the senator's remarks. When we come back, you're welcome to join that discussion. one 9565 2020 was not what anyone expected. Nor did Sunbury Motors Kia think they would have their best new Kia sales in the last 22 years. Sunbury Motors Kia. 
SMC success is because of PPP. No, not alone. But people, product, and price. We have the same great people. Now listen to the product and price for 2021. Choose from 11 2021 Kia Fortes starting at 18665 Saving you $2640. The Kia Sportage all-wheel drive is discounted up to $3775. Sportage is start at $23490. With 22 in stock. You have to see the all-new redesigned 2021 Kia Serrano. Now with available second row captive chairs. Buy this midsize all-wheel drive SUV for $31,990. 2021 will be even better because of PPP. People, product, and price. Sunbury Motors Kia on the Golden Strip. Routes 11 and 15, Hubble's Wharf. Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. <laughs> I have been at least 10 seconds behind many, many, many occasions, and today just uh, another f- fine example there. If you want to see a strange look, watch uh, John Shipman, a co-host, as I'm waiting 10 seconds for no reason to start the show. So even Rob had one eyebrow up, so we appreciate that. All right, uh, first of all, uh, when we had the... Uh, Violent pro-Trump insurrection last week. What did you see? Who or and what do you know of that today? Because when the senator said pro-Trump supporters went into the Capitol, you shook your head no. I'm horrified by by what happened. Uh, I expressed that last week. Um, but we need to keep in mind that um, there were an estimated crowd of 250,000 people there. The, the the violent people were numbered in the hundreds, um, a fraction of one percent. But everybody everybody that was there gets painted with the same brush. They're violent, vicious, uh, military, take over the country. You know, we have to stop this this vilification. Do those people those people that that did the stuff that they didn't they should be arrested they should and they are being uh, and and they should be tried and, uh, appropriately and so forth but when you can't express your opinion and your opinion becomes uh, a a a violation of the constitution mr casey's wrong on that uh, people have the right to voice their opinion Th- their opinion may have no basis in fact, but as Americans, we have the right to voice our opinion. Once you, President Truman said, once you start to silence the opposition, and I f- can't quote the whole quote because it's like a whole paragraph, but what he said basically is the government goes down that road until everybody is silenced and everybody's miserable and so forth. So you can't silence. People are people have all kind of opinions. And this is the United States of America. You're allowed to have any opinion you want. It could be out in left field. It's okay. It's your opinion. You're entitled to have your opinion. You're not entitled to your own facts. All right, uh, Dale, thank you for waiting a short time. You are on the mark. Yeah, I'm just saying we all know what happened down there. A couple of boneheads did some crazy stuff, but we're not going to hear this for four years, are we? Because here's the thing, we need to make sure what we're going to do is we're going to take out another loan in our children's name under capitalism, right? Then you're going to feed them socialism, correct? Coming. <laughs> no, it's not coming. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Dale. Well, I'm I'm dead serious <clears throat> here. Okay. We all we need is a federal state audit for our five big law firms in Pennsylvania because they're holding so much liquidity they can't even put it nowhere. I you know I agree with you. Uh, last year they're holding, what? they're holding major liquidity, and let's be honest about liquidity. That. Let me let yeah. me say this about uh, 
about the federal deficit. Uh, last year, we we passed a two trillion dollar uh, COVID spending package, and at the end of the year, we spent we passed another one trillion. So we spent three trillion last year. And this is in addition to the structural deficit that's already Absolutely. there. I was just, I was just getting the right there. Hold on, Dale. Yourself. Go ahead. So so. On the last five, four or five years, the federal government has taken in $3.5 billion and spent in excess of $4 billion. So we're $500 billion to a $1 trillion in the hole anyway. Now we've added uh, an additional $3 trillion. So last year, the federal deficit's almost $4 trillion, and right off the bat, Starting January, we're going to pass another two trillion. So you know, where does it stop? And I agree with Dale. You know, where? Who, when do we pay the fiddler? All right. Uh, I'm asking. I'm asking you. Does this make you better than Trump or worse? Because what you're doing is honestly, you got to think about this. You're taking out a capitalist loan on our children's name, and you're going to feed them socialism because. Honestly, you're going to give them $15 an hour, you're going to tax 70% of their check. you got to know what's happening here. I hope you're not... Uh, you're, I think your ideals are just as bad as Trump's. My <laughs> man destroyed Lang City. He, he destroyed everything. You're following pursuit. You're just changing the, you're just changing the label. Sorry. you got to wake up here, brother. Um, All right. Thank we you, need sir. A, we need a federal audit on our state for five major law firms. They're holding so much liquidity. It's crazy. they got cash. They don't even know what to do with it. All right. So I need, we need to look into that before we take any more money out. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thanks sure. Thanks for checking in. Okay. So uh, everybody gets painted with a broad brush after the the big insurrection. But there were a few people there that did want to overthrow the government and take hostages. They brought a gallows and they were ready to go. Absolutely. They're, but they number in the hundreds, not the thousands. Um, so now we're going to hold everybody responsible for the bad yeah. behavior of a few. This is what you did in kindergarten. Jimmy won't keep quiet, so everybody has to to sit at their desk quietly for, for, for 10 minutes. I mean, <laughs> you know, come on. Uh, we need to condemn violence. We need to identify those who perpetuate violence and prosecute them. By the way, uh, in the West Coast this summer, you you know the, the police would pick it, pick them up, take them in. The DA would release them, and they'd be right back out on the street. So you know, there's two seems to be two different standards. But no one, no one should get away with violence. People who who perpetuate violence on the rest of us should be arrested and tried and, and prosecuted and and and, and sentenced. Uh, <laughs> we, we've got to pull this country together. I, I am hoping this is a major pivot point for us and that we have a very bright 2021. Even if President uh, uh, Biden is just a, a placeholder until we can get a real president in there, let's do it. You know, Martin Luther King changed this country without violence. He eschewed violence. He, he told his supporters. They marched down Washington. They marched through the country. They were nonviolent. They sometimes had violence perpetuated against them. He refused to get down in the, in the dirt with everybody else. He remained above the fray, and he changed this country for the better. We need to remember people like Dr. Martin Luther King, and you can do this without violence. Well, I remember the uh, group of Black Lives <clears throat> Protesters, Black Lives Matters protesters, I believe they started in uh, Georgia or South Carolina, and they started marching towards the Capitol. 
on foot, you know, and uh, they weren't shot at until they got to Pennsylvania. <laughs> now, they were almost run off the road on many occasions, or, you know, at close calls, <laughs> but nobody used any firearms until they got to, I think it was Lancaster County uh, is where that happened. Uh, one of our listeners sends us a note, says, Senator Casey, all I hear when listening to you is your disdain for President Trump. You keep calling him and the other elected congressmen liars. Trump had four years of rallies with thousands of supporters and never a trace of violence, never any hint of the president fomenting violence. You just said he tried to bully the world. Really? He was nominated for three Nobel Peace Prizes. Uh, Another point made by Mitch McConnell is after the president leaves office, they cannot impeach him as he'll be a private citizen and one cannot impeach a private citizen. All you did on this radio was foment more hate toward Trump and you did nothing to reach out with an olive branch to 75 million supporters, says uh, Dennis. Yeah, we um, uh, we uh, had on our list of questions, give us a message of hope before you leave, but we ran out of time. <laughs> but that's why I opened up the mic and I said, okay, <clears throat> now you have a minute, you can say absolutely positively whatever you want. And guess what he said? President Trump is a liar fomenting <laughs> violence. It's partially his fault. Uh, one of our listeners says, uh, when the senator was on the line, he said, uh, Senator Casey, tell us how you can hold a trial for a, a private citizen. That's nowhere to be found. That is nowhere to be found in the Constitution. Don't tell me what I support or don't support, Senator. You wrap yourself in the Constitution when it suits your needs, but violate it when it doesn't support your agenda. The ruination of this country in the next two years is on Democrats. Uh, Another listener says, Mm -hmm. the senator's lying. There were massive vote irregularities, and you're a coward and a liar for not admitting it. If the Republicans that protested the illegitimate electors from some states are guilty of attempting to overthrow the election, what were the Democrats that did the exact same thing as recently as 2017? So thank you for those. Another listener says, Trump is gone. Spring cleaning has begun. <laughs> so there, that says something. All right, you are listening to News Radio 1070, WKOK Sunbury. I'm glad to say that John Shipman's our co-host for today. We have Dan Muser coming up, news headlines. I am going to ask about Convention of States, and we'll include you in our discussions. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here's your host for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence. Greetings. Welcome on board. WKOK's live telephone talk show, On the Mark. I am Mark Lawrence. Uh, Mr. John Shipman is across from me. Uh, I always uh, mention first uh, that which is always top of the mind for me. He's a U.S. Army veteran, businessman, very successful businessman over the years. Uh, was telling people or advising people if they were interested, live debt-free if you can long before it was hip. And so he's uh, smart in that way. Albright Center, and he's active making sure the Convention of States keeps a little bit of momentum going around here in SRI and, oh boy, Chamber of Commerce. We heard about his uh, time on the board when it was the Central Pennsylvania Chamber of Commerce. So, John, thank you for coming in. My pleasure. Mark. Oh, conservative, too. <laughs> I see. Common sense conservative. Uh, just uh, You read books for a hobby, and I think that's that's really great news. On the Market sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company. Please check them out at sunburymotors.com. We'll have a brief segment of open phones before we get to the bottom of the hour when you 
U.S. Congressman Dan Muser is calling in, and we'll ask him some of the basic questions we just did with uh, Senator Casey. What is your reaction to what happened, your personal experiences? AP circulated a photograph uh, globally of uh, Congressman Muser helping people off the floor of the House to make sure the House was clear, and then staying behind and making sure that one of the barricades they put in front of a door held. And uh, so we can ask him about that. And uh, he got some redeeming points in my view when that happened. Of course, then he lost those points the next uh, couple hours later in Lawrence's worthless view, but that's another topic. All right, if you wish to call us uh, during this open phone segment, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number, 1-800-795-9565. Some very brief news headlines. Mixed news on the COVID-19 front, uh, there are fewer people hospitalized now. Uh, the number statewide is below 5,000 for the first time. The numbers at Geisinger and geisinger Shamokin are lower as well, uh, but the uh, number of deaths is still in the 300 range on a daily basis. So past 24 hours, 313 new deaths statewide, including four in our area, three of those in Northumberland County and one in Union County. There is an outbreak of COVID-19 at the Snyder County Prison. Ten inmates and an undisclosed number of staff have coronavirus right now. The prison warden says no one is suffering from any significantly difficult uh, symptoms. There's 135 inmates on board the Snyder County Prison right now. Law enforcement officials gearing up uh, to keep the Capitol secure in Harrisburg this weekend and next week. We've been connected with our state, local, and federal law enforcement intelligence agencies to monitor any suspected situation that would demand our attention. And the uh, capital, that is a Capitol Police officer, uh, Joe Jacobs, superintendent of the Pennsylvania Capitol Police, saying they're going to have help from uh, state police. And there's already some Pennsylvania Army National Guardsmen uh, that have been put on active duty at various locations statewide to help already a thousand uh, National Guardsmen from, and women from Pennsylvania are in the U.S. Capitol. You probably saw some of them sleeping on the uh, marble floors there yesterday. <laughs> Somebody's going to get in the dog house for that picture, I'm telling you now. Finally, the great big Raise the Region fundraising event is uh, coming up March 10th and 11th. The First Community Foundation Partnership of Pennsylvania says uh, soon will be the opportunity for individuals to sign up for pre-registration is required by February 26th. So you have over a month to get your Raise the Region uh, application already, raisetheregion.org. Uh, we have open phones until the congressman's on the air at the bottom of the the hour. Uh, one of our listeners uh, says, uh, related to all the words of the U.S. Senator Bob Casey, nailed it. So that's a, it didn't take too many words to express his view. But didn't one of the uh, congressmen, maybe Western Pennsylvania, in response to some tough question, the answer was no. It had like, who, who was, uh, something about, you know, probably something related to all this division. One of our good listeners says it's very telling that when John asked Senator Casey about the violent protests all summer, he disregarded that question and kept talking about how last week's violence was Trump's fault. Bobby, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Yes, um, good morning, everyone. I was going to ask John Shipman about the, what, Convention of States? 
And I also uh, received in the mails uh, like a nationwide support for a Citizens uh, United Amendment. Is that, uh, I'm going to say, one of the same organization, or is that something different? Uh, no, that's something different. Uh, it has... Uh it's not as broad in scope uh, as uh, the uh, Convention of States. The Convention of States has three major things that they want to address. The power of the federal government, the size of the federal government, and term limits. And uh, so, But uh, they are similar. I, I got an email from them, too. I looked at it, and I thought, well, you know, other people are beginning to realize that we have a problem uh, with uh, uh, lifetime politicians, and uh, we, you know, I have a I have a little uh, bumper sticker that I never put on in my in my office that says uh, diapers and politicians need to be changed frequently and for the same reason. Oh, so <laughs> uh, uh, I think that uh, uh, one of the, we would do ourselves a favor if we limited the, the amount of time people could be politicians and no more lifetime politicians. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Bobby. Uh, give us more to, uh, an update on Convention <laughs> of States. I keep promising an open mic, and I never deliver. Well, I'm delighted to. Uh, actually, it's been passed now in 15 states. It has to pass both uh, both parts of the legislature. So it has passed in 15 states. It has been introduced in 34 other states. Some of those it has passed like one, one how, maybe the House but not the Senate or the Senate but not the House. Uh, in Pennsylvania has been introduced to both. Uh, it has passed the House committee uh, and then um, it uh, was never brought up on the House floor yet, and uh, so uh, we seem to have uh, uh, some reluctance in Harrisburg uh, to do this, and I think part of the problem is in Pennsylvania, like the federal government, has a year-round legislature. I mean, they, they, they're, they're in session on and off all year long. A lot of the states have a three- or four-month. They go to work in January and March or April or, or May. They go home, and, and the legislature... Sure, Maryland. You go to Annapolis in July, and there's not a soul there for three months. Right, right. And so... Uh, Pennsylvania seems to have some reluctance there, but if you look at Pennsylvania, we have a history of uh, of uh, lifetime politicians. So, uh, you know, I think maybe some of those are afraid. And corruption, I might. Oh yeah, and uh, listen, you know, a power corrupts, and absolute power absolutely corrupts. And the longer you're in politics, in a position of power whether at the state level or the federal level, the more likely you are not, and there's some good, honest politicians, I'm just not a blanket state, but, but the more likely you are to have the opportunity because somebody's going to come and say, hey, Mark, I have this really sweet deal, and, you know, we can give you your re-election campaign a half of, you know, $500,000 if, if you just pass this for us and so forth. So, and that we call that lobbying, but lobbying has gotten out of hand because that's the money, the, the money flow is just unbelievable. So, the solution to that is is a uh, is the convention of states, which will limit the power of the federal government, limit the financial spending of the federal government. How is that worded? The financial limit, just a cap on increases uh, each it's, year. It's a it's a mechanism. Yes. First okay. of all, it would be a mechanism. Uh, you, the, the percentage of increase in the federal bu budget should not uh, exceed the, f the, the inf inflation rate and so forth. And, uh, you know, 
you look at our colleges and universities, and you look at, you know, I went to college, and I know so I'm an old man, and I went there a long time ago. Uh, when I went to Bloomsburg University uh, back in the 1960s, uh, it was 350 bucks a semester. Now it's thirteen thousand a semester. How, I mean, way, way, way beyond the rate of inflation. Why? Well, because they can do it. So you know, um, that's what happens. We have a lot of local governments and state governments that are hopelessly in debt. Why? Because they spend, 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 spend without, you know, and and uh, at, at some point, some the gentleman talked before. At some point, somebody's have to pay that back. Now, if the convention of states budget uh, restraints were enacted could we have even done these big unfunded stimulus packages uh there is there's an exception in the proposal for uh, unusual circumstances You, you know you can't say never because we may end up in another world war we may you know there may be another pandemic there so there is an exception in the language for unusual circumstances. I can't quote that, but uh, yes, there is a provision that all of a sudden we find ourselves in a mess that we need to have more money. We can do that, but not as a regular basis. All right, 1-800-795-9565. We've got room for one more caller. Everybody's going to get about two minutes apiece. We're going to start that uh, sequence shortly here on WDKOK. 2020 was not what anyone expected. Nor did Sunbury Motors Kia think they would have their best new Kia sales in the last 22 years. SMC success is because of PPP. No, not the loan. But people, product, and price. We have the same great people. Now listen to the product and price for 2021. Choose from 11 2021 Kia Fortes starting at 18665 Saving you 2640 The Kia Sportage all-wheel drive is discounted up to 3775 Sportage is start at 23490 With 22 in stock. You have to see the all-new redesigned 2021 Kia Serrano. Now with available second-row captain's Buy this midsize all-wheel drive SUV for $31,990. 2021 will be even better because of PPP. People, product, and price. Sunbury Motors Kia on the Golden Strip. Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. You silence all. All right, we're going to have this is a recurring theme today. All righty, two minutes apiece. Mike, go right ahead. You're on the mark. Thanks for waiting. Yeah, your uh, guest host there today says he uh, wants to work for term limits. And I've always been against term limits. I think I may be kind of changing that a little bit right now, but I just want to say why I'm in favor of not having term limits. I believe that our uh, representative democracy is a picture of who we are. And we put those people in there because we believe in them. They represent us. And to take, if, if we're satisfied with the person that's in there, and it, that person is taken away because of term limits, I think that's that's against us. You know, it's a, it's a violation of <clears throat> who we want. And if we decide as a, a, a person we want someone else, we'll vote for someone else. And uh, I think if you want to change Washington, I think we have to change the culture. I don't think change in Washington will change the culture. I think the, the culture is the problem and, and not necessarily the people that we vote for. All right, we got we got to work from top to bottom. So much is broken there. 
And, and I agree. I, th- I think that, um, but one thing I will say, to, and I agree with just what you said, but the incumbent has so much advantage uh, in every way that a challenger is starting way, way, way behind. Um, the incumbent has uh, the ability to send out uh, newsletters and so forth at the government expense. He, he or she uh, goes around to all the meetings and so forth. So uh, an incumbent has tremendous, tremendous advantage, and that's why over 80% of the time they they win. Yeah, Washington Post just did an article, I was saying <laughs> to John off mic about all these uh, PACs that are dumping these Republican lawmakers that voted no on the certification of electors. And I thought, so you're basically admitting that you're bribing them and they violated your, your bribe last week, as far <laughs> as I'm concerned, anyway. Alright, Mike, thank you so much for checking in. Really good points. Uh, Cindy, next up, go right ahead. A couple of minutes apiece today. First of all, I want to say that I support the Convention of States. The good news is that it's founded in our Constitution. We have the right to do this. Now, it's true that that has not happened in the, in the history of our country, but we've also never impeached a president twice. So why shouldn't we embrace that kind of change, that kind of opportunity to rethink the process here? Because a government that was set up 240 years ago isn't likely to be well-serving, and in our case certainly isn't, well-serving the people of this country. You know, during President Obama's reign, that commission, bipartisan, let me say, Democrats and Republicans, sat down and looked at how to reform federal spending and came up with a plan which was much argued about. And you know what he did with it? Stuck it in a drawer. Nothing. Nothing with it. And that's the problem. People refuse, the people in Washington refuse, refuse to change their behavior. And really, that's what they hated about Donald Trump, that he imposed change on them, and they rejected it. Thank you, gentlemen. Cindy, thank you for your support of Convention of States. Let me just put a plug. If you're interested in Convention of States, it's conventionofstates.org. You can go on and sign up. They'll put you on the email list and so forth. Get informed. Uh, If you think it's a good idea to uh, limit terms and so forth, by all means, go to the Convention of States website, sign up for the newsletters and so forth, and get involved. One of your listeners, I bet, is going to agree with you. Good common sense conservative that he is. Al from Northumberland. Good morning, sir. Morning. And thank you. Uh, The Convention of States would be a good idea because that would almost set the agenda for quite a while. And I think we ought to be running on agendas, not personalities. And the agenda could go on much longer than the you know, the eight-year term limit or the 10-year term limit, whatever we wanted to have. And um, it w- I think it would cut down on these guys becoming millionaires and being very corrupt and s- sitting on boards for a half a million, million dollars a year in Washington. And that's how they get paid the big money, just by being there so long and having all that influence. What what is a good length of time for a term limit? A senators are six years, so probably what twelve two two you know two terms and out. What do you think in terms of House members? Probably eight and ten. Yeah, I know Congressman Marino had said he was going to uh, resign after or, or not run again after twelve years anyway. Now he resigned before that that uh, full twelve years came about, but he had said in advance that 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 was his plan. All right, thank you so much, Al. Thanks for checking in. Uh, one of our good listeners sends a note. It says, 
Good morning. How about the NRA buying the Republican political party? There should be a $5,000 cap on donations, in my opinion, says Bob. Well, on all donations. <laughs> I agree with that. Well, yeah, and 5000 seems <clears throat> too high. You know, I, you know if, 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 you, if you agree with a congressman or a senator, you want to give them 1000 bucks. that seems okay. But uh, well, individuals are already, out of control now. Individuals already have like a $2,500 cap. So as an individual, so, but you can be a bundler. So uh, if you mm. support a candidate, you can give 2500 and you can get 10 of your friends to give 2500 And now you've brought in 27000 but packs don't have that, so you can give a pack a million bucks. One of our good listeners sends <clears throat> me a note and says, Mark, it's clearly obvious, as you stated, you do think small. Mitch McConnell wants to impeach and convict President Trump so he can put uh, this horrible era behind him and put a big exclamation point on this. This way, Trump won't be able to run again, and Don Jr. will be tainted by his father's convicted name. And these are my friends saying, <laughs> <laughs> wait till my enemies well, check didn't it. <laughs> Hunter Biden doesn't well, seem to... Well, that's probably true, though. I mean, you, it, this way you get a good, you know, I keep saying this is a pivot point. Well, this is it. This would help. You know, there can only be brighter days from here. Hopefully. All right, quicker break. Uh, quick <laughs> break. Uh, we have uh, U.S. Congressman uh, Dan Muser going to be checking in very shortly here on WDK. Okay. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mirth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the mark. We invite you to do what I do literally on a daily basis. Go to sunburymotors.com, check out their online specials. These could be anything from something cooking over at the Quick Lane where I can get pumped up with nitrogen for free, which I can do it anyway because I've got all four tires there. So the refills of nitrogen, which you need once about every two years or so, is free. Also, the tire rotation is free. And those are just one or two, I'll actually guess two of the gifts from the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury, but they specialize in all types of services. I've been pumped up with nitrogen. I got my alignment there. I got my body work done there. Plus, I had my car worked on there, and I got a very good inspection. So this is an opportunity for you to do what I've done. Go to the Sunbury Motor Company uh, shop. Make sure that uh, you're taking advantage of the fact uh, that uh, they want to super serve you like they've been doing hundreds and thousands of customers over the decades and the century. SunburyMotors.com. We have asked for and received an opportunity to talk to U.S. Congressman Dan Muser on the news line. Good morning, sir. Thanks for calling in today. 
Good morning, Mark. I do appreciate it. Well, let's start out with your personal experience. Uh, the photograph of you shepherding people off the House floor globally circulated, and even some staunch Democrats here around here said you redeemed yourself a little bit with that that action. So there, we'll give you a feel-good thing to start out with. Some folks really appreciated that. Uh, tell us what happened last week on the House floor when you were there. Well, good morning, and uh, it's great to talk to you. Thanks for the opportunity, and, it, uh, and it's nice to be home, I'll, I'll tell you that. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was a heck of a day, as um, many saw on, on TV and elsewhere through all the news outlets. Um, yeah, we went in at 1 o'clock. We uh, gaveled in. We were going to begin the electoral certification proceedings. Uh, by 1.40, all heck could start breaking loose. We um, they began a debate on the Arizona electors, and uh, the uh, Capitol Police came in and informed us that the Capitol was being overrun. Um, uh, to jump forward a little bit, they eventually moved all the members out of the floor area uh, to the chamber to a, a safer spot. They originally thought the floor uh, chamber would work for us, but it was being overrun through the uh, through the uh, speaker's lobby. And I was, uh, I just hung back. I, I helped a few other members in the Capitol Police um, uh, bolster our door. We, we barricaded uh, the main door that, that a few uh, serious, um, uh, lead violent individuals were, were smashing through. We're uh, using all types of different tools. I saw these guys that looked right in their eyes within about four feet from them. They had uh, tools, weapons, um, gas masks. Uh, they were, they they weren't they they didn't come to uh, a, a Trump rally to cheer anybody on or to engage in a silent protest. Uh, these uh, these these guys were prepared for for mayhem, and um, and they they shot something through our window. And it was at that point the police officer actually said to me, he "says Hey, you got to get out of here." And I said, "Hey, I, you know, we, I, I want to continue to help." And he says, "Look, you could put." My, I'm I'm the son of a police officer, so when I heard this, he said, "You could be putting police officers." Uh, lives in jeopardy and at that point i said all right let's 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 move out and um so anyway it was uh, quite a scene um some some various groups again came came prepared for mayhem um it was very uh hostile uh, we should certainly condemn all violence all violence that occurs here and um uh, that occurred <laughs> you know got to be consistent on that right uh there was a fair amount of of rioting uh, we well remember this past summer uh, that some seem to stay silent on. So it sure would be nice if we can keep a consistency re- related to law and order, uh, elected officials and, and all leaders in community and society and the media. Thank you. So that's a, yeah, so summarization. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, I really, we we appreciate that. Uh, I think you rep- represented the best of Central Pennsylvania in, in the best way there. So we're very much appreciative from there. But then came the vote a couple hours later. Uh, are you surprised at the amount of pushback that you've received since you voted to not to certify Pennsylvania's electors? Yeah, you know. In the last three times that a Republican president has won the presidency, uh, Democrats have contested and objected to states' electors. Back then, Nancy Pelosi and others called it they were standing up for democracy and, and, and speaking up for their aggrieved constituents, many of whom have been disenfranchised in this process. That was Nancy Pelosi's words in 2005. They spoke up in 2017. There were 31 Democrats 
that objected to Ohio. We, however, we're labeled as trying to undermine democracy and disenfranchise millions of voters. <clears throat> it's complete utter, utter nonsense. Um, uh, the uh, because of what occurred at, at, at the Capitol, uh, we were not, our, our resolve remained. That there were constitutional issues uh, surrounding uh, the the, uh, the the objection to uh, to the electors, and um, and I stand by it. Uh, we must build trust in our elections. Uh, we must have election integrity, um, and and I think we're going to get justification and a vindication. I, it is my understanding that the U.S. Supreme Court is going to take up uh, the Pennsylvania case, and I, I'm very, very certain and confident they're going to state that, yes, indeed, state legislators, only the state legislators, have the authority for the time and place and matter of elections as per Article One, Section 4 of the U.S. Constitution. It's unambiguous, it's clear as can be, and that's the way it is. That's not what occurred in Pennsylvania, regardless of how they want to describe it and paint it and manipulate it and restate it. Um, changes were made during the course of the election, and very close to prior, uh, that were outside of statutory authority done by our Secretary of State. Now, now, th all that being said, whether or not that would change the election or not, I have no idea, and likely not. Okay, let's even give them that. Likely not. But we still counted votes that shouldn't have been counted. It, it, there's an inaccuracy, and it needed to be called out, and it needs to be corrected moving forward. I'm going to play a segment. I'm going to play a segment of an interview we did with uh, John Meckley, one of the local Republican leaders around here. Just a 20-minute segment of this. Shame on them for doing that because that wasn't their intent. Their intent, and they bear responsibility for this, and and partially for what happened last Wednesday. Um, their intent was to curry favor with the base of the party that is loyal to the president, plain and simple. Um, they both know, Fred Keller knows, Sam User knows, that the right redress was to go to the courts, and that happened. All right, so that's uh, John Meckley, a local individual who was in interview, interview saying that it wasn't about the governor's uh, changes. This is about uh, all-out support oh, yeah, look, for President look. Trump. You know what, Mark? We need to lower the rhetoric, okay, on both sides. We need to try to work together and and not necessarily unify, because I'm not sure at this point Democrats and Republicans can unify, but we sh must maintain a professionalism and, uh, and, a, and civility, all right? What, we, what we've seen so far from the Democrats is a response that is, that is, that is really the opposite of that. It, it's harsh. They're trying to place blame on not just President Trump, not just the Republican Party, not just con Republican congressional, but individual members, and then every every supporter of Trump uh, uh, so somehow is uh, responsible for this, and and that's uh, that's that's um, uh, not helpful, uh, divisive, and um, completely inaccurate. What he stated. First of all, how does he? How does anybody understand what any anyone? <laughs> he knows what you're thinking. <clears throat> yeah. Right. All right, right, John. Well, and I, uh, no. Congressman, I, I think that we need to stress the point that the Pennsylvania governor, uh, attorney general, and others in, in state government, backed by the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, illegally changed the rules for the election. They changed how and when 
the, the votes could be cast and so forth. They extended the period, and you are correct. Only the Pennsylvania legislature has that authority. It's very clear. But the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, which is a highly partisan court, uh, it sided with the, the governor and with the attorney general, uh, and said that because of they, they even acknowledged that under s- normal circumstances this would be improper but because of COVID well I'm sorry the constitution doesn't say if there's a national pandemic or if we're at war or whatever there are, ex- are exceptions and I, th- I appreciate you standing up for the constitution well thank you absolutely that is our, our oath of office correct and it, is, and it is not anything that should be taken lightly been, and they literally were moving the goalposts. And, you know, the frustration that people have as they made these changes is that the moving of the goalpost tended to benefit their side. So that, that made people a little, a little bit more frustrated. And the whole commentary that, oh, gee whiz, if, that, if the presidential election should be questioned, then your own election should be questioned. You know what? So be it. I'm not in this to, to win elections. I'm in this to, to do a job and to um, uh, stand up for our, our laws and our Constitution. But, but on the same note, the changes that were made mainly effectuated within the Southeast and Allegheny County, in, in, in Delaware County, in Philadelphia County. That's where the main level of, of mail-in votes came in, not, not necessarily not in my district, not in Fred Keller's district. Um, the mail-ins were primarily in the, in the Southeast and, and, uh, and Allegheny County where when they said no signature matches, so Dan Muser could send in a ballot and I could write a Santa Claus, and that would be fine, but if I showed up at a polling place and wrote Santa Claus, uh, they would question me, right? What, what, sort, of, what sort of fairness um, is, is that, that there isn't any? And, um, and you know, they, they, want, they want to talk about intent. Why did they do that? Why did they do that then? What was their intent in not requiring signature matches and mail-in ballots? Hmm, I wonder what that might be. You know, again, we got to lower the rhetoric. The selection is over. We, um, but we, we have many corrective measures uh, to take. Um, and yes, our, our state Supreme Court is certainly no help in having an even distribution of, uh, of, of, of legality and, and, and lawfulness. Uh, they're quite biased. And that's uh, well known. Fast forward to this week. Vote for impeachment. You cast the no vote on impeachment. Um, Elaborate on that. I promise to give you an opportunity to uh, talk about that vote as well. Well, thanks. You know, it was a, it was a, a flash impeachment, if you will. I mean, uh, it, it moved quickly. No hearings. No investigations. No questioning. Even of those who were been arrested, over a hundred. None of them were asked what. What, why'd you do this? What, what, why'd you storm the Capitol in this way? Uh, what was your preparedness? Uh, none of that was done. And so, and so to raise the idea of impeachment, probably the most significant vote a member of Congress can make in that short period of time was clearly just a, a reaction to, to make this as bad as possible for, uh, for President Trump on his way out not, not to mention the fact that he's, he's leaving office within seven days, and it certainly further divides us. I mean, I, I voted no for those reasons, all right? Not necessarily the divisiveness, because you, you have your legal obligation, but I also voted for it because this whole inciting thing, look, 
we everybody knows President Trump. We've been at his rallies. I've been in the man's presence probably 20 times in the last two years. Right? He is about law and order. He is not about violent protests. His words, yeah, you know what his words were, were strong, uh, perhaps incendiary, uh, but that was certainly, you want to talk intent, his intent was not for people to go to the Capitol and rough up police, beat on police, and destroy uh, public property. That was absolutely not his intent. That, that's the antithesis of what uh, our party and the man is about. And very sadly, very sadly, however, that was the result. So uh, we, we have to we have to accept that. We have to face that reality. We got to move on. You know, um, uh, sure, there's going to be continued discussion on this, but but we've got to be the party of the truth of telling people the truth. We've got to have we got to embrace that double standard of being those that will always tell the truth. We got to always be for law and order, and we got to have policy that is in the best interest of all Pennsylvanians and all Americans, as opposed to their identity politics and special interest uh, focus. So we we will prevail in the end. What kind of uh, reflections or soul-searching have, have you done? Uh, you, you've seen a lot of pushback from your votes, and, and you, you got a good chance today to explain why you voted and so on and how you feel about all these topics. But at the same time, you can't help but notice the division and be impacted by it. Uh, tell us about the impact that uh, this division and, and these reflections have had uh, on, on you. Yeah, there's no question, right? I mean, we all feel terrible. We all feel bad. I mean, we, we, we saw something that was uh, something we'd never want to see in, in, in America. Um, there, was, there was lawlessness. There was, there was frustration. There was, there, was, uh, serious, there was serious rioting taking place. I and mean, again, I saw them up, up, up close, and these guys had nothing but, but evil in their eyes who, who I witnessed. So we've, we've got to appreciate that there are other. There are those that, that disagree with us. We got to be respectful, right? You got to at least we can we can debate policy without making it personal and um, and maintaining respect for for all Americans. Um, and and so there's there's a tremendous amount of reflection. You know, I mean, it's hard to believe again that this happened to our capital. We need to uh, uh, face the reality of what did occur and put put together plans lower the tone you know be a little bit a little bit more, more more humble be a little bit more grateful for the great country we have and um, and and move on move, move forward uh, for the greater good give us a uh, closing statement uh, something that uh, pushes us into the positive tones on a hopeful remark we know you issued some of those this week too uh, please uh, we'll give you a closing remark well, you know, Vice President Pence uh, showed uh, a, a lot of courage along the way. It was disappointing to see uh, some of the uh, temporary split between he and, and, and the president. Uh, but but they're, they're big boys, they're professionals, they're, they're bringing it, it, it together. And, you know, when you have uh, these tragic, tragic events, uh, as we had on, on January 6th, you know, Mike Pence said it best. Now is the time for us to come together. Now is the time for us to heal. Uh, we, we've got to avoid these actions that are going to further divide us. And um, I, I hope uh, my, my, my Democrat colleagues uh, embrace that. Maybe on January 20th, um, uh, hopefully that, that is seen as a, a turning of the page. We're still going to fight for what we know is best for America. 
but we need to do it in, in a highly uh, civil manner. You know, uh, related to the impeachment, even even um, uh, call him President-elect Joe Biden said that he thinks the most effective means to accomplish a um, uh, a nation uh, coming together is to focus on a true, a smooth transition, not on impeachment and, and further fanning of the flames. So we, we need to be agreeable to that and, um, and, and put America first. Well, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate you calling in. You have an open mic here anytime, and so uh, we appreciate your regular visits to On the Mark. That's great, Mark. Really appreciate it. And, John, thank you very much as well. Thank you. Have a, have a, have a real good day. I appreciate you. All right. Uh, U.S. Congressman Dan Muser, ninth District. Don't know if I ever said that today, but he's a ninth District U.S. Congressman. All right. Uh, we're going to open up the phones, and uh, we'll give. Uh, probably have to limit folks to a minute or so apiece, but uh, we would uh, love to get more callers lined up. 1-800-795-9565 is the telephone number. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com or text us at 70236. 2020 was not what anyone expected. Nor did Sunbury Motors Kia think they would have their best new Kia sales in the last 22 years. SMC success is because of PPP. No, not the loan. But people, product, and price. We have the same great people. Now listen to the product and price for 2021. Choose from 11 2021 Kia Fortes starting at 18665 Saving you 2640 The Kia Sportage all-wheel drive is discounted up to 3775 Sportage is start at 23490 With 22 in stock. You have to see the all-new redesigned 2021 Kia Serrano. Now with available second-row captain's Buy this midsize all-wheel drive SUV for $31,990. 2021 will be even better because of PPP. People, product, and price. Sunbury Motors Kia on the Golden Strip. Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. <laughs> Remember Frank Curry? Yes, of course. Frank Curry said, in politics, friends go, friends come. And friends go, the <laughs> enemies accumulate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very, very insightful. All right, let's see. One of our good listeners says, uh, "Good morning, fellows." A quick note to thank Mr. Shipman for bringing a sense of unity to today's show. The words offered by Senator Casey brought no unity to the show. I strongly support the Convention of States as a keystone to providing unity and civility this country needs. By the way, our Texas legislature meets for up to six months every other year. Our state senators make $221 a day for every day they are in session. The last day, New Pennsylvania state senators earn about $87,000 a year. They, they've upped that a little bit since then. Plus, if you get into leadership and longevity, then they give themselves a little pay raise every single day for the per diem if you per diem. if you actually work <laughs> i should mention that to roger here <laughs> i would like a per diem on the days i actually <laughs> yes, work when you come to work i think all right yeah. so yeah he'll say oh we have a per diem it's it's right at the front door it has, <laughs> so don't let it hit you on the way out all right anyway another listener says please ask mr shipman about the albright center in the community college uh, real quickly here and then we got our callers okay albright center uh we are just about ready to bid 
uh, a major project uh, for the Albright. Uh, thanks to our Senator uh, John Gordner and Linda Schlegel Culver, uh, the Albright has uh, SRI has received a uh, $500,000 grant, which we have to match. Uh, Potentially, that will give us a new heating air conditioning system, which uh, the heating system is antiquated and breaking down all the time, and there is no air conditioning. So it would be a big step forward. So our thanks to our senator and, and Linda Schlegel-Culver for that, and uh, we're working to do that, to, to match that money. And uh, uh, the bid will go out, uh, the, the bids should come in here within the next, the bid package is out, and the bid should come in here within the next week or 10 days. Uh, as uh, as far as community the, college, community yeah. college, uh, there's a lot going on there. Uh, we have talked to uh, a lot of our local uh, officials, uh, uh, township supervisors, uh, city councils, borough councils, and so forth. We're continuing to do that. Uh, we have a tremendous amount of grassroots support. Uh, I don't. We've not had one. Uh, community where we've made the presentation that has not given us a letter of support. So there is tremendous, tremendous ground, grassroots support for our own community college in the area. And uh, so that's moving forward. We hope to announce uh, at the end of the first quarter or early in the second quarter, we hope to announce that we have secured a university partner. And then the only thing we have left to do is we need our county commissioners to agree to support it. So making progress on both of those issues. One of our listeners <laughs> says uh, when the congressman uh, equated the violence that occurred at the U.S. Capitol last week and any violence that occurred during a Black Lives Matter protest, one of our listeners typed out, there is no equivalency between Black Lives Matter protests against killing a black man and the insurrection of the White House caused by Donald Trump. Another listener says if President Trump would have won, we would not hear all this noise about the election. President Trump didn't want people to vote by mail, and now he's hurt by all of that. Every vote counts. All right, uh, callers. So, Mike, you're first. Go right ahead. You got uh, two minutes. Two whole minutes. Mm -hmm. Boy, that muser guy, he's not a very amusing muser. <laughs> hey, he, he was down there blockading himself against people who wanted to do the, exactly the same thing he did, was overturn the election. The people in Pennsylvania voted in good faith, as per the rules, as they were stated, to elect who they wanted to elect. If, if this guy wants to take exception to the constitutionality of it, you don't, you don't do it by overturning the, the previous election. You look, you look at what's going on uh, have, make legislation and make sure the next time an election comes around, things are done in a more proper manner. But Actually, the I think, Mike, if I could stop you there, Mike, faith, Mike, he has no business Mike. overturning the election. I think that uh, Lawrence's worthless view is that is precisely the right form. That's exactly what that certificate or certification of electors is all about. What's your view on this, John? Yeah, keep in mind that, that this was not an unusual election. Uh, in 2017, 31 Democratic Congress people objected to the uh, election in Ohio. So this is not something new. It seems like the, we have this concept that this never happened before. Uh, the Democrats have objected to... Oh, come, to, come on, mate. No, wait, there was 146 hold on a minute. Hold on. Go ahead. 
John. Nobody is entitled to their own facts. <laughs> Three times since the 2000, Democrats have objected to the seating of electors uh, following a, a national uh, uh, election. And so it's not just one side. Both sides have done it. All right. Well, let Go me ahead, get Mike. this straight. That the, Democrat, the Democrats had their, their minions come there and invade the Capitol during the course of those events, too, I suppose. We're this not, is all that's a totally a, different thing <clears throat> than what you're talking about. No, I'm talking about what you were talking about. <laughs> all right. Anyway. No, you're not. All right, Mike, wrap up. Not what else you got? Opinion. What else is cooking, Mike? M- Go ahead. Muser was down there defending himself against his own people. I don't think that I don't think that from uh, his discussion today he considered them his <laughs> people. He, he wanted to overturn the election. <clears throat> the rioters wanted to overturn the election. What, what what am I missing here? I don't think the rioters wanted to overturn the election. I think they wanted to overturn the government. <clears throat> or some of them did. They were they were angry because Trump didn't win the election. Right, no argument there. All right, thank you so much, Mike. Thanks for checking All in. Right, really, really thank appreciate you. it. Chris, last caller of the week. Go right ahead. Yeah, if Trump had won, he'd also be voting to unseat the electors? No, no, he'd be okay with them. Oh, then. he wouldn't. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I see. And and he wants the Republican Party to be the center of the party of unity and truth. And law and order, all of those things. <laughs> and And... His his people have been call, name calling Democrats communists really regularly. Leftist socialists, I believe, is the term. <laughs> I don't think uh, Trump used communist a lot. Oh, okay. So some of the people running for office. Well, you make and, my point. You make my and 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 you, Mr. Shipman. Last week, when you uh, were asked about the irregularities in Pennsylvania, you started in that some of this BS stuff about ballot boxes and or being run twice and all, and you were cut off right away. And that's the type of lie you Republicans have been pushing, and the president has been pushing that they he won by a landslide, and he's been taking clip films. Baseless rumors and taking them to court, and that's what's fueled all this anger. All right, listen, Chris, to see what John has to say. Go ahead. Okay, the anger has been around the, our country for a long time, not just now. Uh, I do not. I think everybody who listens to the show knows that that uh, I'm not a fan of Donald Trump. I think he's abrasive and obnoxious, and I'm not a fan of his. On the other hand, he was voted to be the president of the United States. Uh, and you know, the first time in my lifetime, uh, he he was under attack from the time he was elected until the time he leaves office, and that's never happened in my lifetime. And I've been the first president that I can remember was Harry Truman. So you know, I'm an old guy. All right, Chris, go ahead and wrap up. Well, I think you're you're being a little uh, forgetful there. Obama was pretty much attacked too. Well, certainly not by the media. In, yeah, in the right. same way. I mean, he may have been attacked you, you, by Republicans. You mean, you mean by the media who declared that he was the new messiah? Well, in the... No, uh, they didn't declare that. You Republicans made that one up. No, 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 no. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <clears throat> <clears throat> okay. All right, Chris, Chris, Chris Matthews said that on Hardball. All right. Thank you what? so much, Chris. Thank you for checking yeah, in. Yeah, that, 
Yeah, right. A one opinion guy. Right. That's the media. All right. We thank Don't you. Be thank silly, you, Don. That's just silly. Thanks for being a great listener and a great caller, Chris. We really appreciate it. Well, we're well, we a divided list. country. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> and we have we, we have to talk to each other, not at each other. And uh, but it's always a pleasure, Mark, and, and I, I, I value your friendship. Um, we don't always agree on things, but we're still friends, and I hope we always continue to be friends. And sometimes I ask you about my opinions ahead of time to see if I really <laughs> believe this. This is WKOK Sunbury. Good morning, folks. Morning, Dan and Danette. Morning. Here we are. Another day, another Dan Patrick show. If you'd like to watch Peacock. Peacock. I like the way you say Peacock. If you want to listen later, download the podcast. Download. <laughs> download. But right now, three hours live of the best sports talk Yay! on the air. Do you think LeBron and AD are concerned about what the Nets just did? No. Those other two guys, they are offensive players. They don't play defense. They don't rebound. So there's only one basketball. I, I think it's got zero chance of working. Come on into the Dan Patrick Show. Frank Isola, Chris Mannix, senior writer. Tim McMahon joins us now. Bringing you the biggest sports topics with the biggest guests. Nick Bright, the co-host of First Things First on Fox Sports. Do you notice, though, something that's going on in the NBA, Dan? There's a migration eastward. The king goes west, and all of a sudden, Jimmy Butler's <laughs> like, oh, I want to make the finals. Guy loves Miami's looking good. Broadcasting from the Mercedes man cave. Russ is like, get me out of here, I'll go east. Harden's like, get me out of here, I'll go east. Everyone's like, uh, it's just very interesting. This is Dan Patrick. Made it to a Friday, hour one. It's a meat Friday at that, if you live vicariously through our dining skills. Mini meatball minestrone and the Dan Patrick Show pull-apart pesto bread. Coming off the Traeger Grill a little bit later on. Come in, stay a while. Thank you for downloading the newsletter, the DP Show newsletter, available daily. And it uh, is daily uh, available for you at 6 Eastern. You sign up on danpatrick.com, enter your email address in the box that slides out in the bottom right corner, and you're good to go, recapping everything that we do on this program daily. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at show. Every year, the NFL puts on a Hall of Fame game. It's the first preseason game from Canton, Ohio. And too bad the name is taken because it would certainly fit with this weekend's game between the Bucks and Saints, the Hall of Fame game, Tom Brady and Drew Brees. Unprecedented amount of success on the table on Sunday night. Brees noted that the two of them are combined 85 years of age. I have some other numbers here with Brees and Brady. Brady has thrown for over 90,000 yards if you include the playoffs with the regular season. Breeze, just over 85,000 yards between them. So they have 176,000 yards of passing. That would mean they have just over 100 miles of passing between them and 1,263 touchdowns. I thought that might be a stat of the day or two. Of the day, what the heck the is day, going on around here? Stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what <laughs> stat of the day. Uh, Brady and Breeze, they're having fun with it. 
and uh, two of the most competitive players of all time. And, uh, you know, you look at this game and what it means. We love to look at legacies here. Brady's already the GOAT, but Breeze to get another Super Bowl, that'd go a long way. But imagine if Brady would get to another Super Bowl, win another Super Bowl. Let's just, for hypothetical, he's going to beat, have to beat Breeze, then probably go to Green Bay and beat Aaron Rodgers, and then he would probably have to beat Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. So imagine going through that murderer's row if you beat Breeze, Rodgers, and Mahomes. And Taylor Heineke, of course, would also be thrown in there as well. But this is uh, an interesting matchup, and we sort of ramp up with the playoff games. You have Saturday Rams-Packers. There's some intrigue there. Ravens-Bills, maybe some snow in there. Sunday, Browns-Chiefs, and then we christen it uh, with the Buccaneers and the Saints. So it worked out quite well, I think, as you're going to ramp up with these games and then you end with the hall of fame matchup between the buccaneers and the saints this program this program is brought to you by the great folks at built bar we love all 18 of their amazing flavors it tastes so good you can't believe it's a protein bar go to builtbar.com enter the promo code dp for 20 percent off coming up we'll talk to the new texas head coach steve sarkeesian michelle tofoya working that sunday night game for nbc she will join us as well Tony Baselli, he's been a Hall of Fame finalist. And uh, Jags analyst will get his thoughts on Urban Meyer as the new head coach. And Michael Wilbon from Pardon the Interruption will stop by as well. The Jets have found their new head coach, Robert Sala. He was with the Niners, defensive coordinator. He is the new head coach. He is considered a CEO-type coach that he does defer to others you have an offensive coordinator of course and you decide what you're going to do with Sam Darnold but uh, he is a defensive first head coach which is interesting it always happens this way the guy you had you go the opposite the next time around got an offensive minded guy and now we're going to bring in a defensive minded guy you got a player's coach and then you got a guy who's a disciplinarian one guy has hair the other guy doesn't have any hair. <laughs> yeah, maybe that doesn't factor in here as well. But um, the Jags have hired Urban Meyer. Now he's got to get his general manager there. The Jets have their head coach as well. The Nets sort of gave an update on Kyrie Irving, and that is they don't really have an update on Kyrie Irving. I think this might be COVID-related, or it feels like it's COVID-related. There, there might be protocols that he's got to go through before he can come back. Is the NBA involved in this? And I believe that is the case right now. I don't know if Kyrie Irving just checked out and said what happened at our nation's capital troubled him, and then maybe he started to look at the bigger picture. You know, am I just a basketball player? Do I want to be more? I have no idea. I have no idea. Then there was a report that came out that maybe he and KD, there's a little distance in their relationship. Uh, there was also a report that uh, he wasn't all in on Steve Nash being hired as the head coach. This might be something as simple, for the lack of a better word, of a COVID-related issue. You know, was he partying, out a mask on, his sister's uh, birthday, and is that what is preventing him from coming back? Also, here was the big topic yesterday. We got done with the show, and then McLovin goes, 
are the Nets the is this the best three that's ever been on the floor together with the same team? And then all of a sudden everybody had an opinion on this. And then we took a break, and then we came in this morning, and then we picked up on the conversation again. Here is Jay Williams, the ESPN NBA analyst, on the best trio ever assembled. If there's anything that should grab Kyrie Irving's attention, it is this trade. This trio is better than the trio that I saw when Kevin Durant went to Golden State, and that's with Klay Thompson, and that's with Stephen Curry. Wow. It's better than the trio that I saw with LeBron James and D-Wade and Chris Bosh in Miami. Mm. People are going to ask questions about how do you make it work. Here's how you make it work. Kyrie Irving, move off the ball. James Harden, you are on the ball. James Harden averaged around 10 assists per game. If you watched the game last night against the Knicks, Kevin Durant doesn't need the ball in his hands. I think they might be the best assembled in the history of the league. Okay. This is strong words. Jay, of course, played in the NBA and has been an analyst at the mothership quite some time. He's got his opinion on this. And when you start to look at these trios, it's do they fit together? Because individually, you can say this is as talented as we've seen. But that doesn't always work. It's does it fit and that's where I have my big questions. Because Kyrie is talented. I mean, he's never won an MVP. He, he has a hard time staying healthy. Um, you know, he ruined things in Cleveland. He ruined things in Boston. And he may do his best to ruin things in Brooklyn, for all I know. Extremely talented. Maybe the best handle I've ever seen on somebody in NBA history. But I don't know how he fits in. I don't know how Harden fits in. I know Kevin Durant can fit in because he has fit in. And he seems like he has a willingness to, okay, I can get 30 on 16 shots because I can go to the line. Uh, he plays defense. I'm not worried about KD. I'm worried about the other two here. Because if you start to look at greatest trios in NBA history, what did they achieve? Because I don't know what these three are going to achieve. And if you don't have a title after, the, after two years, then this has been a failure. You got to get to the NBA.